Today's daf is Gitin daf Mem Dalid, and we are at the Mishnah in the middle of daf Mem Gimel Amid Beis. Today's daf is being learned as a schus refuah shalema from Moshe Abba ben Devora and Le'ilu Nishmas Chaim Melazer ben Yibadol Chaim Reb Shem So we're still in the sugya of Avadim, stating that a new Mishnah and a new Sif Katan within the sugya of Avad. Zok Tehilu Mishnah. If somebody sells his Evet Kanani to an Oivet Kechav, to a non-Jew, or if somebody sells his Evet Kanani to a Yid that's living in Chutzlaretz, in both of those cases, Yatza ben The Evet Kanani gets to go free. So the Mishnah states two halachas regarding somebody that sold his Evet Kanani. The first halacha is that if somebody sells his Evet Kanani to an Oivet Kechav, he goes free. The second halach is, if somebody sells his Evet Kanani to a Yid that's living in Chutz Laaretz, he goes free. And today's daf is going to discuss these two halachas. The first part of the daf, which will be the longer part of the daf, will discuss the first halach in the Mishnah. And the second part of the daf, which is a little bit shorter, is going to discuss the second halach in the Mishnah. So, Al-Risha in Risha. Ha-Moicher Avdoi lo-Oivdei Koychavim Yatsa Somebody sells his Evet Kanani to a non-Jew, doesn't matter where he lives. The halacha is, he goes free. So, what does that even mean? If somebody sells his Evet Kanani, it's not his anymore. If it's not his, so he goes free? No, he doesn't. He was just bought by an Evet Kechavim, and there's no way the Evet Kechavim is going to listen to a rabbi who's telling him to free the slave that he just bought in the market. So, what does it even mean that he's Yatza ben Chayr? So, Rashi addresses the question, and Rashi says two pshatah. The first pshat Rashi says is that the halacha the Mishnah would be negeya in the event that the slave would run away from his master. So the slave was bought by Yenoyvet Kechavim, and now he's barach, he runs away. The halacha is that if somebody sells an Evet Kenani to Yenoyvet Kechavim, and then the Evet Kechavim loses his Evet, because the Evet ran away, the Yid that owned and sold this Evet Kenani would have the halachic right to take him back. And the reason is that although the Yid sold the Evet Knani when he sold him to the Evet Kechavim, but he wasn't really able to transfer the bailus that he had in the Evet Knani. And the reason is because although the Torah was Mechadish, that a Yid could have a Kenyan in another Yid, in an Evet Kechavim, hence the parish of Evet Knani, a Kenyan Isser, a Kenyan Mammon, it's only a Yid that can have such a Kenyan, as opposed to an Evet Kechavim himself can have such a Kenyan. So really when a Yid sells his Evet Knani to an Evet Kechavim, the, there's not a proper transfer of title, because the Yid has real Kenyanim, the whole sugi is here in Perakash Eleach. He has Kenyan Isser, he has Kenyan Mammon, the Evet Kechavim that's going to buy him won't be able to now acquire that Kenyan. All he's going to have is a schus in his ma'asiyadai and be able to be mashabinim, but a proper Kenyan he's not going to have. He won't have a Kenyan Nisser, and Toysfer says he won't even have a Kenyan Mammon. He has zero Kenyan inside this Evid. So what happens now if the Evid runs away? So right now he's on the loose, okay? His ma'asiyadayim, I guess, practically won't be mashabit his master, but at the same time he is still connoyed to the Yid because when the Yid sold him, he never relinquished the kinyonim that he had. And it's for that reason, it's negeya now to teach me a halacha, that although ordinarily, if the 
Evid Knani would run away from his master, David Kechavim, and the Yid would somehow find him, the Allah is he'd be able to be Meshab him. Kamash on the Mishnah, Yatsub and Chayr. That that ordinarily would be true, but being that he's this case, he sold him to an Avikechavim. It's not the case. And therefore, the halacha is Yatzah ben Chayr. The second Hechetimtza, where it's Negea, this halacha, just from a practical standpoint, Rashi says, is really based on a Gemara that we're going to see later. And this is the Iker shot in the Mishnah. And that is, Chazal made a takana that if somebody sells his Evet Kanani to an Avikechavim, he has an obligation to redeem him. In fact, Chazal, as we're going to see later, required the Yid to go redeem the Evet Kanani from the Evet Kechavim, even if it means he's going to have to pay a ridiculous premium to what it is that he sold him for. In one Gerson the Gemara, Rabbi Shua ben Levi is going to say, he would even have to pay a hundred times its value. So if he sold this Evet Kanani for a thousand dollars, and now the Evet Kechavim says, listen, you want him back, I'll give him to you. Give me a check for a hundred thousand dollars. Boom, he has no choice. It's something that he'd be obligated to do. It's a knas that Chazal imposed upon this Odin for selling his Evet Kanani to an Evet Kechavim. The point is, what the Mishnah is saying is, you have an obligation to redeem him, and then after you redeem him, Guess what? Joke's on you. He's Yatsa ben Chayrin. But the bottom line is, that's the first halacha. The Mishnah It's going to be the topic of the first part of the daf. Hamoicher avdoi lo'ovdei koychavim. The halacha is that he is going to be Yatsa ben Chayrin. Now, why is he Yatsa ben Chayrin? We just explained the cases, how it's even gemalt. But what's the pshat? Why is he Yatsa ben Chayrin? The reason is because Chazal were very disappointed at this person. Because an Evet Kanani is a Yid. He's Yisrael B'miktsas, but he's a Yid. He's Chayv and Mitzvahs. And because he's a Yid, by you now selling him to an Evi Kechavim, you're basically subjecting him to servitude in a non-Jewish home. There's no way he's going to be able to keep Torah Mitzvahs. Not very likely. And as a result, what you basically just did was, is you took a Yid and you forced him into a situation where Rahman al-Atzlan, he's not going to be able to live like a Yid. Chazal were very disappointed. They cancelled this person. What's the knas? Redeem him a hundred times. Oh, and by the way, he's even going to be Yatza ben Chayim. So the daf's going to begin with three brises that are going to discuss this halacha of a moicher avdei levi kechav. Somebody sells his ever to an Evik is that he goes free. Not just that, the original master is going to have to give him a get Now, if he goes free, why does the master have to give him a get It's posh. Because the means the Kenyan Mammon goes away. That Bezdin can deal with. Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker. They can take away the Kenyan Mammon from the Rabbi Rishon. But the Kenyan Isser, that already they're not able to remove. So therefore, the Allah is that the other, and the master has to. Right to get chikr, so like this, this Evet Kanani is going to be 100% free. Amr Abshim Gamliel, Abshim Gamliel said, the Medvar Mamurim Shalikas of Allah The only time the Adoin is going to have to write to get chikr is if previously, when he sold the Evet to the Evet Kechavim, he didn't write Oinoi. Avokas of Allah Oinoi, but if he did write Oinoi, Zehu Shikhruroi. Oinoi is tantamount to chikr, thus he will not have to write to get chikr. Says the Gemara, my Oinoi, what does that word even mean? Amr Avsheshes, Avsheshes says, the Kas of Lehachi. If when he sold the Evet originally in the Shtar Mechira it said the following in the event that you Evet are ever going to run away from the Evet that I just sold you to I'm going to have nothing to do with you if he writes that that's a Russian of Shechir and then he won't have to write against Shechir so if he didn't write Oinoi says Rav Shemim Gamliel then you have to write against Shechir to get rid of the Kenyanese if however you wrote Oinoi what does that mean? That is the equivalent thereof to a get shikher. You will not have to write another get shikher. Another price. Let's say somebody borrows money from an oivik Now, the oivik told the borrower 
that I want you to put up some collateral. I want to know how I'm going to be able to collect this loan. So he says, no worries. I have an Eved. He's an Eved Kanani. If I don't pay the loan, he can take it. Says the Braitha, as soon as the Eved Kechavim does a quote-unquote Mimusai, we'll see what that means, the Allah is that this Eved Kanani goes for my Mimusai. What does Mimusai even mean? Rav Hunabar Yehuda said, Nashki. What is Nashki? So Rashi says, Choysim. It's some sort of insignia. So an Eved used to wear clothing, and in this case a necklace, that would show and demonstrate and tell the world that he's not a free man. That he's an Eved. When we wear tzitzes, it's a chosim of avdos. An Eved used to have his chosim of avdos. If somebody borrows money from an Eved Kechavim, and he posts his Evet Kanani as a, a mocking from where the Evet Kechavim will be able to collect his loan. As soon as the Evet Kechavim puts a chosim shal avdos on top of this Evet, at that point he goes free. Now it seems that it was okay for the Malva to put the chosim shal avdos even before he actually collected the loan. Meaning you would think that the Evet is collateral. So whenever it comes time to collect the loan or if the borrower defaults on the loan, so now you can go and you can take the Evet. But just from Pashim Shan and the Gemara, it sounds like just practically that's not the way it worked. And at some earlier point, even during the term of the loan, the Malva was allowed to say, this might be mine one day, and as a result, I'm already putting my chaisim that I put on all my avadim onto this Evet. That's something he had the right to do. And as soon as he does that, the Evet goes free. What's the svara? Why does he go free? Because it's similar to the Allah and the Mishnah. The Allah and the Mishnah was that if somebody sells his Evet Kanani to an Evet Kechavim, the Evet Kanani goes free. Because why are you taking an Evet Kanani who's chayvim to mitzvahs and giving him away? So by you now putting him up as collateral or posting him as payment, potentially for a loan that's going to go to an Evit Kechavim, so it's a similar concept. You're technically taking your Evit Kanani and you're giving him to a, an Evit Kechavim. You didn't sell him, but you're using him as payment for a loan. It's Lachura, six of one, half a dozen of another. It's the same concept. And being that it's the same concept, so you're going to have the same exact nas. Dalach is, he's going to be Yatzol Echeris. So again, what's the Lach of the Mishnah? If somebody borrows money from Evit Kechavim, payment, that will come from the Evit. As soon as the Evit Kechavim is going to do his nimusai. Kivan nimusai And what's nimusai? He puts the chaisim, he puts this necklace on top of the ever to show your mind. Says the Gemara, Masiv Rav Sheshes. asked the Kasha, and his Kasha was not on the halacha, but on the taich of the word nimusai. We're saying that the word nimusai means nashki. And Rav Sheshes, who was a big baki, Kiyodua, he's a Sinai, and Rav Sheshes is going to ask a Kasha from a Brisa that also uses the word nashki, and it's, it uses the word nimusai, I'm sorry, and it's impossible to touch the word nimusai nashki in that price. So that price is discussing a, a different halacha, a recent. An artist is a sharecropper. So an artist was somebody that knew how to work a field, and he would make an arrangement with someone that owned the field, who didn't know how to work a field, or he just didn't want to. But the point is, the arrangement was, I own the field, you work the field, and together we have some sort of split. I give you half, a third, whatever it is. So that's an artist. Chakirois is similar, where, again, you have somebody that's working the field, but instead of taking a percentage of the growth of the field, he pays a fixed dollar amount. 
He's like a tenant that pays rent. So he pays rent, and afterwards he gets to keep everything. Or an Aris, who's a Aris ben Aris ben ben Aishal Aris. He's already Doiris, Doiris of Arisen that have been working this field. So those three suge people, and then fourth, there's an Yisrael who had borrowed money from a Yid, and he used his field as a mashkin against the loan, as it relates to that last halacha, even if the Yid already did nimusai, pturim in a meiser, the halacha is, he's going to be parted from meiser. So this price is telling me four cases where you would have a havamina, maybe a Yid would be chayv a meiser, kamash malon, that he's parted a meiser. What are the four cases? You have an oris, a chayker, a risi batiyavis, he's a Yidin that are working the field of an oivikechavim, he's a shutuf over here. So you would have thought that being that he's a shutuf, he should be chayv a meiser, kamash malon, that being that the Goy is the one that owns the field, not the Yid. So a Goy's field is potter for Meisters. Incidentally, Rashi speaks out that whether or not a Goy's field in Eretz Yisrael is potter for Meisters is really a sugya. It's coming up in the next few dafas. But this sugya, this Bryce is going coin to the Mandama that holds that it's potter for Meisters. So being that the field itself belongs to the Goy, even though the Yid is working the field, the Allah is, he's going to be potter for Meisters. Additionally, if a Goy would post his field as a mashkin for a Yid, there too, the halach is that the yid would be potem and amaisrus, and the brayzer to bring out this point says a chiddush. Afal pisha also le nimusay. That magic word. Even if he didn't nimusay. So Rav Sheshes said like this: Vos nimusay is veisichnish. But one thing I do know: it's not a necklace, a chayson that was put on the chest of an eved. Because for Yisrael Gadaytach Nashki, if that's what it is, Sadebas Nashki, that how do you take the word Nimusoy and apply it to a field? It just doesn't make any sense. Elam Rav Sheshes, so Rav Sheshes said, must be that Nimusoy merely means something else. You know what Nimusoy means? Zman. What it means is Zman. In other words, what the two Bryces are referring to is that if somebody borrows money from an Oivikechavim and he told Oivikechavim that when it comes time to collect the loan, you can collect it from my Evid. Zokta Bryce, Kivan Sha'asalei Oivikechavim Nimusai. As soon as the Oivikechavim does his Nimusai, what does that mean? As soon as the time comes, that's what it sounds like for now. As soon as the time comes where he can take and come and collect Oivikechavim, so then the Allah is Yatzalacheres. Oh, now it's already time that Oivikechavim can be Gaiva, so now it's going to be Yatzalacheres. And that's what Nimusai means in the next price as well. If you have a, a guy that borrowed money from a Yid and he posted his field, the guy's field is a mashkin towards the Yitz, and now the Yitz has a little shaykhist to it, even though it's Nimusa, even though it was already Higi man, so you would have thought, maybe now it's the Yitz, if it's the Yitz, it should be Chayv Meiser, still the Allah is, Meiser, but the point is, the word Nimusa means something that can relate to an Evid, it can relate to a field, Nashki only makes sense for an Evid, doesn't make sense for a field, says Rav Sheshes, you want to know what the word Nimusa means, it means man, and therefore it makes sense in both cases, but the Gemara asks a good Kasha, Kasha's man as man, how do you reconcile the two halachas? Okay, so we touch the word mimusai. Very good. And we know what it means in relation to the sugi that we're learning. But Lachur, don't we have a little bit of a stira? Why? Because from the first price, it sounds like that once the zman comes, we already look at it as it belongs to the person that has the schus to collect it. The yid took his evet, told the guy, I owe you money, you can collect my evet. Once it's Igiyah's man, we look at it as if it's the guy's. How do you see that? Because he's also the hair. It's as if he sold it to the guy. Yet when it comes to Maestris, where it's the reverse case, where the guy borrowed it from the Yid, and he put his field 
up as a mashkin, even though it's a gi we don't look at it as if it's the yitz field, the halachis is still pturim and a meiser. So it's a stira in the two halachis, kasha's man as man. So Mars is like, kasha, ha the matas mane, ha the loy matas mane. When the Brysa says that the evidence yotzel cheris, it's talking about where it was taki higi as man. When the second Brysa says that he is going to be potim and a meiser, it means afapi. Even though there is a zman, meaning there is a time where he may be able to collect it, but it was lohigiyah zman. I mean that it was lohigiyah zman. It still belongs to the guy. It still belongs to the guy. Therefore, he's going to be part of an amaisa. But enochinami, if it would have been higiyah zman in the second brayser, he would have been chayiv maisa. But the gemara says elagabi ever the matas zman itzrich lameimar. If pshat in the first brayser is that it was actually higiyah zman, so it seems to be obvious. It's just. Too pashid, and I don't even think the brayser should have to tell me this halacha. Meaning it's pashid if somebody borrows money from a, a guy and he puts his evet up as the source of payment and it's higi azman that the halach is that he's going to be yotzel cheres. I don't think the Mishnah would have to go out of its way to tell me this halacha. It just seems to be too pashid. So it can't be that's what the first b'risa means. Meaning the first b'risa is for, is for sure not talking about where it was matazmane. So if the first b'risa is not talking about where it's matazmane and the second b'risa is not talking about where it's matazmane so we're back to where we started kash azman azman el matazmane both b'risa are talking about where it was loy matazmane but like kash and it's still not a kash a hola gufa the hola pair and the way Rashi explains it the last Rashi on the Yomid, that there was a difference between the arrangement in the first price and the arrangement in the second price. In the first price, the arrangement was that the Yid told the guy that if it's Higiyah's man, I'm going to give you the Gufa Evet. You can take the physical Evet. You own him. So then the Allah is that he's Yotzel because it's as if he sold him. And by the way, it's even if it's Loi Higiyazman. Why? It's a Knas. Akasha Faknas. It's a Knas. We want to cancel you right away. You did this. You already put yourself up into a situation where you may end up freeing your Evid. We're already not happy with you. And as a result, Dalach is right now already we're going to impose the Knas. Whereas the second Braisa that's talking about Chumas and Maestris is talking about where the arrangement that the guy made with the Yid was not that the Mashkin is you can take the physical field. You can take the Paris of the field. But the physical field belongs to the guy and is always going to belong to the guy. The whole arrangement is that once it's Higiyah's man, now you can take the Gufa field, you can take the Paris of the field. So the Yid has no schus in the Gufa field. There's no schus in the Gufa field. It's passionate that that's the reason he's going to be part of an Amayzeh. Another way you can reconcile with this, and another long Rashi on the top of Daphne Mdala, this Yibayzeh is going to assume that it's talking about where it was Higiyah's man. Both prices were with Higiyah's man. However, the understanding is b'shalava al menas lemashkenoi v'loy mishkenoi. Meaning, up until now, the Gemara assumed we could have spoken this out that the arrangement was as follows: that I'm lending you money, I want to know how I'm going to get payment. The payment will be the yevet. We set a time. As soon as the time comes, if you don't pay me, I get to keep the yevet automatically. So the guy automatically gets to keep the yevet. Doesn't have to do anything. It's automatically his. It's sitting in escrow. It gets released. Memela. Oh, if it's going to become his memela, so then we look at it as if he sold to the guy, and it's pasha that it would belong to the guy. And the equivalent thereof, in the case of the field, we would say for sure the yid has the field, and if that's the case, he should be chayvamaisa. What the Gemara is saying, and the Ibai is saying, is that wasn't the case. The case was not where it was going to happen automatically. What was going to happen is, is you were going to have a schus now to hire a lawyer and go get it. But it's not happening automatically. Being that it's not happening automatically, as it relates to the field, we still look at it as if it's the guys. I there was an arrangement, this is the mashkin. The guy owes the yid the money. It was a gear's man. Doesn't matter. The yid still has to collect it. And being that he still has to collect it, so it's still not the yid, therefore he's going to be potem and amaisa. In the case of the Ovikai in the case of the Evet, over there, being that the whole Yusayid of the Allah is based on Knas, so there we cancel the 
Yid, even though the guy still has to collect the Avakinani, as long as it was already Higiyazman. So the bottom line is, a little complicated, but there's a fundamental difference between the case of the Evid and the case of the field. In the case of the Evid, it's a sugi of Knas. We're considering this Yid forever putting his Evid Knani into a vulnerable situation where he may one day be the possession of a... It's not something we're happy about. So there the Allah is, if you sell him, he's Yatsul Acheris. Even if you post him as collateral... Could be even if it's man. The fact that you set up this scenario, boom, the class you're going to be hit with. The price of Meiser, the price of the field, there it's a Shilas. This field, Chayim and Shumas and Meisers, it's not field, not Chayim and Shumas and Meisers. If it belongs to a Yid, it's Chayim and Shumas and Meisers. If it belongs to a guy, it's not Chayim and Shumas and Meisers. It's a much more black and white situation. You set up as man, who cares? If it was man, it belongs to the guy. It's even a Mashkin. I hear it, you have to collect the Mashkin. And Khanami, if he was Igiazman and the, the the agreement says that as soon as Igiazman the field automatically transfers over to Yid, okay. So Shkaiq, Mazeltov, it belongs to Yid, belongs to Yid. Avadi can be chaib and shumas maisters. But the point of the Bryce is that Afalpi, Sha'ava Nimusa Yipturim and Amaisa, it's talking about where it doesn't physically belong to the Yid yet. Why? Either because it was like Igiazman. Or because you still have to go and collect it in court, the bottom line is in those cases you're going to be patamidamaisa. But what was the side of the second brisa? That it's not only a moicher avdoil oivikechavim that is yatzav and chayrin, but even if you borrowed money from an oivikechavim and you told oivikechavim that when it comes time to collect the loan, collect it from this evid, that's enough for Bezdin to get involved and impose this knas and say that this evid is going to be yatzalachers. A third brisa. Tanu rabbanon what happens if somebody owed money to an Oivik Echavim? And then the Oivik Echavim came to his house and he didn't ask any questions. He just took his Oivik and he left. So Sikrikon is also a topic that's going to come up in the next few weeks. In fact, the Sugi of Sikrikon is what's going to segue into the Sugi of Kamsa Bar Kamsa, which Dafyoimi is going to learn amazingly during the three weeks. But the point is that it's going to start off with halachis related to the Sikrikon. So these were infamous chefra. What were they, who were these people? So these people would come into people's houses and they would give them choices. The choice went something like this. Give me your karka, give me your eved, give me your field, or I'll kill you. So usually people made the smart decision and they... Right? Gave away what they gave away and they figured it out afterwards. There's a whole Shulchan Aruch of how Chazal treated this transaction. The people that sold to the Sikrikon. But the bottom line is, what would happen if somebody owed money to a guy and then the guy comes into his field and he says, you owe me money, it's legit. You owe me money, 100, and no one's debating that. You're not paying me, I'm taking your Evet. Or, or the infamous Sikrikon went and took somebody's Evet. In these two cases, there's no Knas. The Knas is if you willingly, knowing go and sell or use this Evaknani as payment for a loan. But if it was taken if it was done if you didn't have a decision so in that case the Knast does not apply. Faith the Gemara. Is that true? Meaning I understand Sikrikon. I mean that was literally done at gunpoint. But the first case where you owe money to Rav Kechad he's collecting on a loan that you owe him. Is that really true? For many, in fact I'll ask you a kash what happens if the Beis HaMelech so the government came and they were Ma'anasayu they took away his Goyren they took away his Tfua if the reason they took the Tfua is because this person owed money to the government the Allah is he has to give Maiser from the Tfua that he gave away Meaning, he has a chiyuf to be ma'asr, even what was taken away. So the halach is that if somebody sells 
Shumas Tfuah, he has to be Mapis Shumas Amaisris, even from what it is you sold. In this case, we look at it as if he sold the Tfuah, and therefore, Yabachiev to be Maaser. In Ba'amporos, if, however, when the government went and took away this person's Tfuah, they weren't acting rightfully and legally, they weren't taking something that really belongs to them, but rather they were taking something that didn't belong to them, then Dalach is Potem Bilaaser. Then you're not going to have to give Maaser. But what do you see from here? That even though the Tfuah was taken away, Balkarchoi, of the person, but being that it's being taken away for, a, at the very least, a legitimate reason, even though he was forced into giving it. But you owe it. You can't, dispute, you can't dispute that, right? You do own it. So being that you do owe it, so therefore, what do you see? We treat it as if you sold it. Because being that you owe it, it's as if you sold it. Just like if you sell food, you have to be mafish maizers. So too, in this case, you have to be mafish maizers as well. So what's the kasha? So why is it if a guy goes and he takes the evit kanani of a yid? For an outstanding loan, we don't look at it as if he sold it. Talach is, we don't apply the class of the Mishnah. So then why is it, in the case of Tfu, if he takes the Tfu for an outstanding loan, we do apply it. So the Gemara says, it's different, Shadi Hasam, the Kamesh Tarshirile. The reason we obligate this person to be Ma'asr in the case of Maestris is because otherwise he's going to benefit. Meaning, when a Yid has a field that grows... So you're not entitled to keep 100% of the tfua, right? You have to pay taxes. 100% of the money is not yours. It might look like it's yours, but ultimately it's not. You have to give truma, and you have to give meiser, and then you have to give meiser sheni, and you have to give right, meiser oni maybe, and the lady has to give truma's meiser. There's a good chunk of it that ends up going to the house, right? That you end up not keeping. This is the way this works. So there, if you're going to be allowed to pay your loan, Using Tfua and getting credit 100 cents on the dollar, you're benefiting from Shumas Amaisris. Because really, you were supposed to have been mafish Shumas Amaisris, and then you would have been getting 80 cents on the dollar, whatever the cheshman is. But the point is, is you shouldn't be benefiting 100 cents on the dollar. And that's why we don't want you to benefit, and therefore we tell you to pay. But in the case of the Evid, you're not benefiting. We're just saying that we're not going to cancel, we're not going to take the Evid away from you. And being that there's Loi Mishtarshi, so therefore the Allah of is going to be different. So the Gemara says, Tashma. Let's see if we can be pushed the Shaila from somewhere else. Which Shaila? The case where somebody, a guy came, he took an Evid Kanani, something that rightfully has a schus to take, but Lamais, he took it by us. The Yid didn't willingly give away his effort. So what's the halacha? Do we impose the knas or do we not impose the knas? So Mara says, the Rav, Rav said, If somebody sold his effort to a farhing, so these chevra, the sikrikun, the farhing, the beisamelech, they're all me'inyan le'inyan ba'isa'inyan. Rashi teaches the farhing as a matesik for some alilois. So these are people, they make up stories. They come to you and they tell you your money and the whole thing is a billable. So if somebody sold his effort to the farhing over kechavim, meaning he was he was. Forced into selling his avikachavim, nishkat kamerera. So the halach is yotzel lecheres. He goes lecheres. What's the kasha? He lechura did it ba'inus, and if he did it ba'inus, so why does he go lecheres? So Mar says, "Hasam havalei lefayis for lefayis." Now there, what he should have done was he should have told the faring instead of taking my evid, I'll give you something else. That's something that lecheres you could have done. It's not like they were out for this evid; they were probably out for money. That's what they want. You should give them your field. Now you're going to say, "I need my field." I hear, I hear. But lemaisa, you took a yid. 
and you gave him over to the Farhang, who doesn't sound like he's going to be very sensitive to the Torah mitzvah's obligations that this Evet has. And as a result, you were a Moichir Avdoi, you put him into this vulnerable situation, and therefore the Knas is going to be in effect. Gufa, Amarav, Moichir Avdoi, Lafarhang, Oivikechavim. Someone sells his Evet to a Farhang, Oivikechavim, Yatzel Cheris, my Havalei, I'm never afraid to come out. Why is he Yatzel Cheris? This whole idea is a Knas. How are you going to impose a Knas here? Havalei, Lafayas, Lafayas. It could have been Mafayasim, and he was a Mafayasim. Either way, this concludes. The three brises related to Amoichar Abdul Avikacham. The Gemara now is going to bring some Ibayas, and these are classic Ibayas. They're Rabirmiya Ibayas. So we know some of the best Ibayas in Shas are Rabirmiya Ibayas. Look, the Gemara by Rabirmiya. Rabirmiya was learning the Sugyo. And Kedark Bakoidish, he had a few Shailas. His first Shaila was Machilish Loishim Yoimahu. What happens if somebody sold his Evik Nani to an Evik Echavim? But the Kinyu was only for 30 days. It was a Kinyu Lashah, meaning 30 days you could have him. After 30 days, I want him back. What's Talacha? Was the Knas only if you sold him forever? Or even a, a Mechir Lashah, that's enough to impose the Knas. The Mar says, Tashmat, Amirav, Rav said, Amirav, Abdi, the Farhing, Evik Echavim, Yatzalacheris. If somebody sells to a Farhing, he's Yatzalacheris. Now, the Maksha thinks. You had to be there. Thankfully, we weren't. But once upon a time, this farhang apparently would take things lusha. So being that it only took things lusha, so the Gemara assumes that giving something to the farhang is the equivalent of being moichel l'shloishem yain. So the Gemara says, oh, Rav's memra would seem to be a hachra on Rabbi Yirmiya Shailah. The Gemara says, no. There were two dinim in the farhang. Sometimes the farhang would take things and it wasn't chazeres, and maybe that's what Rav is referring to. Rav's ikunakuda was that even though you're selling it to a meitzik and to a somalilois, l'shoyne azov shalrashi, even so the Allah is yotzal not getting involved in Shloisham Yam, not Shloisham You want to know if this is a firing for 30 days? I don't know. Rabbi Yirmi has a legitimate Ibaya. Maybe the Allah there is going to be different. And the way we return to Rabbi Yirmi is Ibayas. What would be if somebody sells his Evid Kanani to an Evid Kanani? But he sells it to him, meaning the Evid Kanani is going to own the Evid Kanani, but he can't work him. So what does he own him for? So Rashi says he can give him to a Shifcha. And he could have children through him. And those children will be his avadim. But as it relates to this Oivik Echavim himself, he can't do any malach with him. Being that he can't do any malacha with him, so Rabbi Yirmi has a tzad, maybe it's not a problem. Why? Because you would think the whole issue with selling to Rebbe Chavim is he'd be mevatlam from Torah Mitzvahs. What's he going to be mevatlam from Torah Mitzvahs? The fact that he has to do malacha. He's going to say, I can't work today, it's Shabbos. He's going to be Shabbos. You have a job to do, right? So that's what the issue is. But being that he sold him chutz so what's the problem? And the fact that he's going to give it to a Shifcha Kananis, by the way, is not an issue because uh, every Kananis is multiple Shifcha Kananis. So there's no issue that's going to happen over here. So based on that, maybe it should be okay. Said Rabbi Yirmi, I have another Shiloh. What would be if the arrangement was the Yid sells to an Evi Kechavim? He says, Listen, I understand you want to buy my Evi Kanani, but I have a problem. I'm a Jew, he's a Jew. I can't do this. I can't put him in a situation where he can't do Tayyar Mitzvahs. The guy says, no problem. We're going to serve him three kosher meals. He's not going to work, uh, you know, Shabbos and Yontif. He's going to have all full Jewish holidays. Right, he works it out with them 100%. What's Talach over there? This is interesting. What happens if he didn't say Chutz from Allah Mitzvahs? Rabbi Yirmiya had it said, maybe even if he only said Chutz from Shabbos and Yontif. Shabbos and Yontif is so gewaldic. Maybe that's like the Iker Mitzvah that we're worried about here. And if he would say Chutz from Shabbos and Yontif, maybe that would even be enough to say that we shouldn't impose a Knas. Ligar Toshav. 
What would be if he sold them not to a regular Ovikhavim, but he sold them to a Gertaisha? So what's a Gertaisha? So Rashi in different places says different shotin and what a Gertaisha is. Here Rashi says, Shekibel Olav, Shaloi Labad Avogus Kechavim. He made a Kabbal, he's not going to be Avogus Kechavim, Abavoichal Avelis. He eats Avelis, right? Not he was Makabal not to eat Avelis. He's not eating Avelis. He was Makabal not to be over the Zara. Some places Rashi says that a Gertaisha is someone that was Makabal all Sheva Mitzvah's B'nai Noyach. Now you can ask Akasha, what do you need a Kabbalah on Sheva Mitzvah's B'nai Noyach? He was Makabal, he has to keep Sheva Mitzvah's B'nai Noyach. Right, you doesn't have to be Makabal to keep Taira Mitzvah. You come by Mitzvah, you have to make a Kabbalah, a rainy Makabalah Latsmi? No, of course not. You're Mushba Vaimid Mehar Sinai. So why do you have to make a Kabbalah? So that is a Murder, the Gemara, the Briskerov, and Sefer, and the back in the Mechtavim. Ezra Hashem will be a related raid bite. But the bottom line is, Rabbi Yirmi had it sad that maybe if you're Meichet to a regular Oivet Kechavim, who's an Oivet Avodazara, maybe there it's a problem. But the Ger Toshav was not an Oivet Avodazara. Right, Oivet, what does the word Oivet Kechavim mean? What does Oivet Kechavim mean? It's Kedaita Chazar. He's Oivet Kechavim. He worships the stars, right? He worships the constellations. That's what the classic Oivet Avodazara did. But that's the literal translation of an Oivik Echavim. These were pagans. They weren't just any Yehudim. They were Oivde Avodah Zara. And Rabbi Yirmi has it said that the Gzeru was for someone that's Tachin Oivet Avodah Zara. But maybe as long as he's not an Oivet Avodah Zara, maybe that's already enough. Meaning, go in, in progression. If he said Chutz Min I hear Could be even if he only said Chutz from Shabbos and Yontif. Could be as long as he's not in the bias of a even if he's a Gertoshev, don't crash, what's a Gertoshev? He's not doing Abu Dazara. Even maybe that would be enough. Li Yisrael Mummer, or what if he sold him to Yisrael Mummer? This is already a Yid. Okay, here maybe it's different. Likuti, you always have the infamous Kuti. Now, is this Kuti Geri Emes, Geri Arayas, Einberi Shaina? But either way, these were all Rabbi Yirmiya's Ibayas. So the Gemara says these were good Ibayas, and Rabbi Yirmiya, Kedarki Bakoidish, stomped the Chachavim. But the Chachavim said, Poshim Yachada. One of them I could be Poshim. For one, there's a Braisa. Ger Toshav, Harei Hu, Koivik Kachavim. That's Mufurish. The Gertoshev, as it relates to this halacha, is an Oivik Echavim. Kutivi Yisrael. But what about a Kutivi Yisrael? Mumma, Amri, look, Oivik Echavim. Some say it's like an Oivik Echavim. Amri, look, Yisrael. And some say he's like the Yisrael. Vaita. Boy, you mean Amri, Rab Ami. More halacha is related to a Moicher Avdoi, Oivik Echavim. So they asked Rab Ami the following question. Evet Shippelatzmi, the guy says, what happens if an Evet, he volunteered to be drafted? So the guy says, is the, the military, right? He agreed willingly Hippolatzmar. He decided that he wants to enlist and he is going to now fight for his uh, cause. The ain Rabbi Yochelohitzi and the other tried getting him out. Yes, what do you mean? You're not a balabas to go ahead and enlist. I decide whether you're gonna enlist. You're currently enlisted with me, right? So he tried hopping him. But he couldn't do it. First he tried Dini Yisrael. Then he went He couldn't do it. He was trying to get him out. And it wasn't something he was allowed to do. So here's the question. So he sat down with the people that operated these guys. And they told him, listen, if you want, I'll pay you for the effort. Meaning he's making them a shiga. He's suing them all over the place. He said, you know what? I'll pay you. Here's the question. Could he take the money? Or could he not take the money? The tzad, he shouldn't be able to take the money is because maybe by taking the money, he's violating this thing that Chazal didn't want him to do. He's being a meicher av the What's the tzad, he should be able to take the money? He didn't sell him. Like, what's he supposed to do? Now, it'll be mavur in the Gemara that the only tzad, really, that Chazal had that he shouldn't be able to take the money is a gzera. They were worried that if you would take the money in this case, you may go now lechatchila and sell him. Or, like, officially not sell him, but wink, wink, sell him. 
Like, we don't want any hechatimtza where you can ever have any benefit from your ever going to an Evkechavim. Because the minute there's a hechatimtza, so now already you're, you're going down the slippery slope and there may be eights that are really not okay where this is going to play itself out. But either way, this was the Shiloh that was asked from Rabbani. If the Evet enlisted himself into the army and the others tried to get him out. He's tried. Right, he made all his ishtatlis. Otherwise, then Lechayru were not having this conversation because then, no, do what you got to do. He did. He tried everything. And Bidini Yisrael, Bidini, he literally tried everything. Lamai said, I'm willing to give him the money. Could he take the money or not? Amalei, Rabbi Yirmila, Rabbi Zerikos, Rabbi Yirmila told Rabbi Zerikos, I want you to be my ayin in the Shiloh. I want to hear your chavistah. So this question was presented to Rabbi Ami, and Rabbi Yirmi was there, so was Rabbi Zerika, and he tells him, Rabbi Zerika, I want to hear what you have to say. So the Gemara says, Nafak, Dok, Ta'ashkach, he went, he tuta dark the sugya, and he found the b'raisa, the tanya, what's this b'raisa? It says the following, somebody sells his bias to an oivik ha'chavim, you're not allowed to sell your house to an oivik ha'chavim. This is the halacha, the old pagans, it was also to sell to an oivik ha'chavim. For oivik ha'chavim, what happens if oivik ha'chavim went and he took the bias away? From a yid, he took it by oynes. And the yid tried getting his vows back. He tried dina. You saw he tried dina and didn't work. The Allah is that if at the very least he's willing to give you money for it, you're allowed to keep the money. And this you can write a star even on the mechira, and you can even bring it to the arkois. And the reason you're allowed to take the money is with nature kamatsal because even though we're not so happy that you're taking the money, because it's the equivalent of selling, but being that you're being matzo, lemaisa, it's a little more Yiddish out. That's a good thing, and therefore you want to take the money, we'll let you take the money. But the bottom line is, Rabbi Zerika came back to Rabbi Yerim, and he said, oh, it's a Mephurisha price. Uh, what was the Shaila? The Shaila was regarding a Moicher Avdun Lo'evikechavin, where he didn't really sell him, it was sort of happened, and the only eight and now he is, has is to keep the money. What's the halacha? I have a perfect cap. I have a perfect tzushtel. The tzushtel is if somebody sells a, a bias to a Novi Kachavi, now I'll keep the money. But if he was ma'anasid and he's willing to give you the money, you're allowed to keep the money. And there's even a reason for it. So just like you have the svar of Nechukamatsabiyadam regarding a Moicha bias, you have the svar of Matsabiyadam as it relates to being Moicher and Evik Nani to Evik Kachavi. But the Gemara says, I don't know if it's a tzushtel. It could be Hanimili bias. Maybe a house is different. They keep it like Meaning, what's the reason you shouldn't be able to keep the money we said? It's a gzera, you might go to chachil and do it. People didn't usually sell houses. Why? Because you need a house to live in. But in Evet, where you could live without an Evet, over there there's a little bit more of a concern that you might sell a lechachil, so there's more of a mukim to make the gzera. That was Rav Ami Shailo. Maybe there isn't more of a reason. Meaning, Rav Ami knew this b'raisa. But he didn't think this b'raisa was upshitos. Either way, the Gemara says, Shalach l'hu Rav Ami. Rav Ami sent the following telegram. Mini, from me. Ami bar Nosa. So known as Rav Ami. Interesting Lasha. He says, from me, Ami bar Nosen, Torah is being spread. Meaning, he's issuing a psaq. Rav Ami's famous best in Rav Ami and Rav Asi. Right, so Rav Ami is issuing a, a big psaq. Evet shehipal atzmei legaisos. And Evet... Our case, keep the money, and you can even document this whole Indian in Ashtar, because you're saving their money. Either way, so the this, this, this part of the daf began. What's the A little bit of drama. Rabbi Yirmi, Rabbi Zerika, try to be punched from somewhere else, and then at the end, Rabbi Ami answered the question. 
Sholach lohu mini ami barnas and teiru yitzel l'chal Yisrael. And what's the halacha? You could keep the money. Neishu kematzel miyadam. More on this Indian. I'm Rabbi Shua ben Levi. Rabbi Shua ben Levi said, I'm Rabbi Shua ben Levi. Somebody sells his evet to an evet kechavim. Koinsen oisah. We rekindes him. We force him to go buy the evet back from the evet kechavim that he sold him to. And then free him, right? But koinsen oisah. How much do we cancel? Ad meya bedon. Up until a hundred times it's worth, like we mentioned in the introduction to the da. Says the Gemara, dafka? I love dafka. This number a hundred. Is that number dafka? Or is that number lav dafka? Now, it's Rashi and Tyson had to learn this Gemara. Rashi says that the sad lav dafka is that maybe there's no way you have to pay a hundred times. Meaning it's a guzma. Maybe the number's really less. Tyson says that if the Gemara has it sad that the number's less, then what's the number? Can't be. Because then we would have to know what that number is. And Rabbi Shulban Levi would tell me a number that's Lav Dafka and not tell me the real number. Must be, says Tyson, the question is just the opposite. The question is Dafka, Lav Dafka, maybe even have to pay more. But either way, we'll learn the Gemara the way Rashi learns the Gemara. And that is, the Gemara wants to know, do Taka have to pay a hundred times or maybe that's a Lashem Guzma? So Gemara says, Toshma, I'll bring you a right. I'm Rishlokish, Rishlokish said, I'm Rishlokish, Behem Magasa, Levikechavim. Somebody sells the Behem Magasa, Levikechavim. There's also a class. It was Osir. Once upon a time, to sell a behema gasa to an evikachav. And the reason is because we were concerned that if you would sell your behema gasa to an evikachav, you may also loan or rent your behema gasa to an evikachav. And the reason that's a problem is, is shvisa's behema. Because just like a person is not allowed to do malach on Shabbos, his behema is also not allowed to do malach on Shabbos. If you lend your behema to a guy and the behema does to malach, you're violating your iser, shvisa's behema. So to prevent that from happening, we go to such great lengths, a little extreme, and we say that you can't even sell your behemagasa. So the bottom line is you can't sell behemagasa if you Not just that, Rish Lokish said, we can't sell you if you do. You have to buy him back. Let's see, he doesn't want to sell it to you. You have to pay up to tenfold. So what do you see from here? That when we can't sell you, we don't can't sell you a hundred times. We only can't see you ten times. We have Shtukur Achmanis, right? So, Lechur, if that's the case, it's Mestaber that Rabbi Shuvah and Levi was loved after. Rabbi Shuvah and Levi said, Koin Tzernoi Semeya. Mar has it said, it's a guzma. From Rishlokish, it's mashma, it's a guzma. Because if when Chachamim make these knosses, they're willing to go even a hundredfold. How come Rishlokish didn't go a hundredfold? Vaistais, the whole thing is a knas. But the Gemara says it's not a tushtel. It's two different sugyas. One is talking about a guy sold an Eved, and the other one's talking about where he sold a Behemoth. It's not the same. Shani Eved. Why is Eved different? Because what's the reason? The Chalyayim of Yemen, Mavkalei Mitzvahs. Every day, you're going to be making this yid not be able to do mitzvahs, as opposed to selling a a behemagas, it's only because of a chashash. You didn't do anything wrong right now, right? The etzim pa'ula of selling a behemagasa is not an issue. It's all like zero what it might lead to. It might lead ulai efshar, tamer, to a situation of shvisa's behem. I hear it. it's not the same as selling an avikachavim where it's bari hezeka, where we know every single day this evit kanani is going to be doing avedis, and it's for that reason you can't tell it to. It could be by the evit, it's a hundred times dafka, and then a kanami regarding the behemagas, all it is is ten times. Ikadamri, some had a whole different nusach in this. Rabbi Shulban Levi didn't say a hundred times, he said ten times. Same question, dafka oi lav dafka, isn't dafka or is it lav dafka? And here Rashi says, what does lav dafka mean? 
Here Rashi learns like Toysfes. Lav Davka means that maybe really it has to be even more than 10 times. So the Mar says, Tashma, Lachar, Kabin, you're right. I'm a rich lock, you're rich lock. You said, I'm a rich lock, you said, I'm a rich lock, you said, I'm a rich lock. Everything's in the reverse. Rich lock, you said, if somebody sells a rich lock, you have to go up until 100 times. So you see that you have to do more than 10. So Mustam, rich lock, Rabbi Shulman Levi was Lav Davka, it's not 10, it's even more. Mar says, Kubi Shani, Evadoi, Hadalei. Here the Gemara says an opposite svara. It could be we're more machmer with the knas for someone that sells a behemagasa than we are for someone that sells an evet knani. Why? You would think it should be the opposite. And the reason is because at the end of the day, what happens to this yid after he redeems the evet knani? He frees him. He doesn't keep him. As opposed to the behemah, at the very least, after you redeem him, you get to keep the behemah. So being that you get to keep the behemah, we're going to cancel you more. The evet where you're not going to keep the evet after you redeem him. So over there, we'll have some rachmanis on you. But the Behema Gasa, where after you redeem, at least you're going to have an Evet to show for it. So therefore, we'll, we're going to be a little harsher on you. So the Gemara says, I hear, let's, let's think this through, right? Just think of the logic of the Gemara. So an Evet Kanani, you have to pay up to 10 times. Why? Because the Maisa, you're not going to keep the Evet. The Behema Gasa, you're going to get to keep him. Being you get to keep him, pay 100 times. What's the Gemara's Kasha? If the reason we're canceling you more for the Behema Gasa is because you're going to get to keep him, so how much more should we cancel you? one more time. It, the knas should be the equivalent of the value of the behemoth. Meaning you're basically telling me like this. We'll cancel you up to 10 times. The behemoth, you get to keep the behemoth. Oh, I get to keep the behemoth. Okay, so pay, I'll pay one extra time. I'll pay for the value of the behemoth too. Does it make sense that 90 more times because I'm getting to keep a behemoth that's worth $50? It doesn't make any sense. So Zok Gemara, if that's the reason, if the whole svara of the behemoth is, Ella behemoth, time of my mishum, the hadrule, so likness say tvechad, you should just count him one extra time. Mara says, you're right, this can't be the reason. Ella, evan musadule, shricho, musadule, shricho, legazabarabana. For a person to sell his evan tonight to a evan was a musadule, shricho. Being that it's a musadule, shricho, legazabarabana. As opposed to selling a behemoth gasa, that was a milsa de shricha, milsa de shricha, gazru beirapana. What are the words of the Gemara? Being that selling an evidence milsa de shricha, we only count you ten times. Meaning, like gazru beirapana, more than ten times. As opposed to selling a behemoth gasa, a milsa de shricha, gazru beirapana, more than ten times, up to a hundred times. This is a mechudish application of the principle of milsa de shricha, like gazru beirapana. Right? Usually, milsa de shricha, like gazru beirapana means that. We're not getting involved. That's what it always means. Over here, we're Shainemo getting involved. We're going to cancel you 10 times. We're just not going to cancel you more than 10 times. Either way, the more Ibayas. Boyamine, Reb Yirmiya. May Rav Asnis, Reb Yirmiya, asked Rav Asni the following question. Machar Avda Umes. Again, classic Reb Yirmiya. What happens if somebody sold his Abed Kanani and then he died? The Moicher, the Odin, died. What happens? His sons now come in his place. And they yarsh in the estate. Sounds like there really is an estate. And they're going to come in and they're going to, they're going to take over. The question is, Do we transfer the knas to the son of this Adoin and force the son to go now and redeem the Evet Kanan? Meaning if the father was alive, he would have a chiv to redeem him. Up to 10 times, 100 times, dafka, lav dafka. But he would have an obligation to, to really put himself out there to get this Evet Kanani back. And then, Yotzel Chayes. But the point is, he would have a chiv to go take him. The question is, do we impose this on the child? Do we not impose it on the child? So, Rabbi Yirmiya said that this precedent, really, for a Shiloh like this, and let's see how we can plug in some case study and how it relates to this Ibai. Said Rabbi Yirmiya, if you're going to tell me that Sarim Oizim Bechar Umeis Kansu Benayacharav, the Allah is that if a person has a, a Bechar, of a behemoth to hire a shayra kesef or yezki yivalet. What do you do? You have to give it to a kai. It's matnas kahuna, you give the bachar to the kai. What does the kai do with the bachar? It depends. 
If it is roi to be brought as a carbon on the Mizbeach, meaning it doesn't have a mum, he brings it as a carbon. If it has a mum, he can keep it. The Allah is that if a Kayan would go and he would give his own Bukhar a mum, which he's financially incentivized to do, because then he doesn't have to bring it as a carbon, he doesn't have to get involved with giving things away. It's all his. It's, nothing goes on the Mizbeach. It's very simple, right? So if you would, would, he would go ahead and do it, there would be a Knas, and we take the whole animal away from him. The question is like this. What happens if there was a Kayan who had a Bukhar and he gave it a mum? We know there's a Knas in place. And then he died. So are the children Meshubah to the Knas or not? So Rabbi said, sounds like a good Sushta, right? To our Shail, as Mamish to Shail. So he said, If you're going to tell me, and it's not if, that is the halacha. If you're going to shtoutsu that halacha that says that they cancelled the son, I would tell you it's not a tushta. Because over there it's Mishum Surah Dei Raisa. There we're dealing with an Issa Dei Raisa. To be matamun bekotchem is an Issa Dei Raisa. When the Kayan did what he did, he would violate a principle in the Torah. So maybe it's for that reason that halacha is the case. Avalacha, Yisurud Rabbanon, to sell and have a Kanani to a Novi Kacham is not an Issa Dei Raisa. All is an Issa Dei Rabbanon. Maybe here it's going to be different. Then Tzalei Merkiva Malachtoi B'mayir Umeis Loi Konsub and Ayacharov said, Rabbi Yirmi, I'll sell to another case. The halacha is. That you're not allowed to do malacha on chalamoy, right? Major, major machlekes we show you them whether it's an issa day rice, it's a rabban. But for sure, you're not allowed to do malacha on chalamoy. Stating that there are five exceptions to the rule, which is why people do malacha on chalamoy. But me then you're not allowed to. The question is like this: What happens if a person wanted to do malacha on chalamoy, but he knew he didn't fit into any of the exceptions? He doesn't meet any of the safe harbors that allows a yid to do malacha on chalamoy, but he had an eitzah. His eitzah was that he's going to start doing Malacha Erev Yontif. He's going to put himself in a situation where because he's in the middle doing a Malacha, the Biapis Hafsid, and one of the five Imiyutim uh, are going to apply, and like this he'll be able to do Malacha. So if somebody goes out of his way, Kivein Malach so we can't sin and we don't let you finish doing the Malacha. Here's the Shaiva. What happens if somebody did this? And then on Yontif this person died, and now comes Chalamayit. Could the son... Be goimer the malacha. If he doesn't, there's going to be a hefsid. Or do we say, no, there's a knas, because you purposely set up this situation. Does the knas transfer over or not? So Yermia said, oh, this is for sure a good shayla, a good tushta. This is a perfect tushta. And I says, no, I don't know if it's a good t- tushta. You know why? Because there, Mishum Dali Avadi Sura. Over there, there was no Isser done. Lamaisa, what did he do? He did malach Erev Yantif. You're allowed to do malach Erev Yantif. It was a setup where he was going to end up doing something wrong. The doing wrong was not the setting up. The doing wrong was doing the malacha and chalamay. Lamaisa, no one ever did anything wrong. And because no one ever did anything wrong, meaning what would be if he set up his maks in the Nerev Yantif, and then on chalamay he had a hirachufa, and he decided, I'm not doing it. Okay, he didn't do anything wrong. So Lamaisa, he didn't do anything wrong yet. Yeah, he's setting it up to do something wrong. But Lamaisa, he didn't do anything wrong. So maybe over here, there we don't cancel the children. As opposed to in our... Sugya, where he was meicher avdoi and where he physically did something wrong. So maybe over here it's going to be different. And that was Rabbi Yirmiya Shaila. Now Rabbi Yirmiya put names to the faces, meaning he put stodim to the Shaila. My lidi dey konsurabanon v'halese oydomulamamayni konsurabanon v'huise. Rabbi Yirmiya said, "What's my Shaila? What's the crux of the Shaila? Does the knas transfer over to the children? The knas was on the cheftzer, or the knas was on the gavra. If it's on the gavra, it's on the mensh, on the meicher. So what's have to do with the son?" But if it's on the Hefzah, they cancelled the guilt, they cancelled the money that he got for selling, or they cancelled his estate, his nechassim. So then, in that case, maybe it would transfer over. That's the side of the Shailah. 
The knas is on the gavra, the knas is on the chefza. So the Gemara says, on my way, so again, Rabbi Yirmi asked this question to Ravasi, and Ravasi said, I could be poishet the Shailah. Tini, so again, it's not every day that we could be poishet Rabbi Yirmi the Shailah, but this one we could be poishet as well. From another halacha, this is another Mishnah, which deals with a similar case. Sodesh and Iskavtso Bishviyah. So the halacha is, you're not allowed to work the field on Shemitah, right? That's obvious. Question is, are you allowed to prep your field on Shviyas to work the field on Matzoi Shviyas, right? So the year after Shviyas is a mad dash to the fields. You gotta get going. So the question is, can you stop prepping it on Shviyas? So the mission says, like, the answer is no. If you do, sometimes it's a knas, sometimes it's not a knas. So the mission says like this, Sodich and the if the owner of the field prepped the field. And the way he prepped the field was by cleaning it. So there were thorns and things on it, and he moved them all away. Tizar the When it comes to Matzah Shviyas, the halach is, there's no knas. You're allowed to sow the field the year after. You weren't supposed to do this, but it's okay. Netaiva, let's say you fertilize the field, Oynadaira, which also means to fertilize, but it means is you brought a deer. You brought, uh, not a deer, D-E-E-R, Dalud Yudresh. You brought a whole bunch of cattle there, and they fertilized the field. So the Allah is, in those two cases, like Tizar and Matzah Then already you're not allowed to plant in Matzah Yishviz. Um, Rabbi Yitzhak, Rabbi Chanin, Rabbi Chanin said, Nektina, we have a Kabbalah. Hey, Tiva, what would be if somebody fertilized this field on Shemitah? Umes, and then he died. Benoi Zaira, the Allah is, his son is allowed to work the field the year after Shviyas. We don't transfer the Knas. Alma, what do you see? That when it comes to Knossis, related to Dine Dirabanon, Lididei Kansarabanon, Lebrei Loi Kansarabanon. It's the father, the person himself that did this, this Avera, that we cancer the son, we do not cancer. Amr Abaya, Abaya said the same halacha. Naktina, we have a Kabbalah. What happens if somebody was Metamah's friend's Tyrus and then he died? His son will not have to pay. So if somebody goes over to someone's Tyrus and he makes a Tomei, he damaged him. The halacha is, if the man's alive, you have to pay for the damage that you caused. If the man dies, however, his son does not have to pay for the damage. My time, what's the reason? Because Hezek she'en in me Hezek. Abayah said, because this is really a Hezek she'en in There's a Hezek, but you can't see the Hezek. And Hezek she'en in is loish me Hezek. V'knasad Rabbanani. All this is, is a knas the Rabbanan. L'tidei kansu Rabbanan, l'brei l'kansu Rabbanan. Again, the Rabbanan can't in, they didn't cancel. What's the bottom line? Two raya. Aside from a case of Shvi, aside from a case of Hezek she'en in that when it comes to a knas the Rabbanan, we cancel the father, we don't cancel the son. We're going to start the next part of the Gemara. So again, now we're going back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah stated, You have the same exact halacha, so again, what's the case? Somebody sells his Evet Kanani, he sells it to a Yid. This is a regular Mechira, Kenyanin, Kenyan Mom, Kenyan Issa, everything transfers. Uh, yid now owns it, but the Yid lived in Chutzlaretz. The halacha is, He goes for it. Now, why? What happened? We saw what happened. But what happens if you sell a, a yid to another yid that's living in Chutzlaretz? So the short answer is because there's a mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. And being that you are mevatel, this Evet Knani, from the privilege of living in Eretz Yisrael, that's grounds for Yatzel Echeres. And therefore, the halacha is, you have to free this Evet. Now, here's the question, and this is something we probably won't get to today, maybe, but who really is going to bear the brunt of this Yatzel Echeres? Meaning, is it the buyer or is it the seller? They both were complicit. These are two Yidin that engaged in this illegal act of selling an Eved from Eretz Yisrael to, to Chutzlaretz. So, the Yid sold him. He got money for it. Now the Eved's going to go free. What happens to the money? The money goes back 
to the buyer, being that it turns out that this wasn't really a good mekach, or no. Meaning the meicher, like in the first halacha, meicher abdulayv kechavim, it's all on the meicher. He's the only yid in this conversation. But over here, where it's a yid to a yid, yesh la'ayin. Who's the one that ultimately is going to have to bear this uh, kenas? Is it going to be the meicher? Is it going to be lekech? It's something that's going to come alive here in the course of the sugi. Either way, if somebody sells his the chutzlars, the he goes free, Rabbi Shani has to give him a get shecher, right? Because he bought him. He legitimately bought him. And being that he legitimately bought him, again, we'll get later to who ends up keeping the money. But in terms of the get shecher, for sure, the Rabbi Shani has to give the get shecher. There are some times where if you sell your Evid Kanani to a year living in chutzlars, he goes free, and sometimes not. Ketzad. It's all in the language of the shtar. Omar, let's say the language of the Shtar said as follows. I'm selling my Evid, Ploini Avdi, to Ploini Antuchi. Now, Antuchi sounds like this person lives in Antuchia. Antuchia is in Chutzlaret. So, I'm selling it to Ploini Antuchi. Oh, so you read the Shtar, meaning it's you're talking to Michael Navi even saw the like He has no idea who he is. He's selling it through a broker, let's say. Okay, so he prepares the Shtar for him and it says, You're selling it to Ploini Antuchi. It sounds like you know you're selling it to a man in Chutzar. Rosh Hashanah said, Lo He doesn't go free. You know why? Because maybe he's just known as Ploini Antuchi. Rav Nassan Abavli could be living in Yerushalayim. Right? He's known as Rav Nassan Abavli, from Bavel. It's not Muchach, that's where he is. So just because he's called Ploini Antuchi doesn't mean that he sold the Chutzar. And we're not going to impose any Knossos over here. La Antuchi, Sheba Antuchi. If you read the Shtar, it says, okay, you're selling it to... Ploini Antuchi Sheba Antuchi. Okay, it's pretty clear. It's a Tanaikofel already that you have this person who is from Antuchi and he's Nachaltz, a landsman from Antuchi, and therefore for sure it's going to go to Cheres. Fate Gemara Kashi. The Rabshun if we say this, Vatanya, we learned that the price is just the opposite. If the Shtar would say, I'm selling the field, La Antuchi, Yotza, he goes free. La Antuchi, Ashori, Belud, La Yotza. If it would say, Mephurish, that he's living in Eretz Yisrael, even though we refer to him as an Antuchi, then we say, oh, he's called Antuchi because that's where he stands from. Abba you see clearly that if you sold La Antuchi, Yotza, so we have a steer. Shem Gamaliel said, if it says Antuchi, La Yotza. And then we have a price that says, if it says Antuchi, is Yotza, where it says, like, Kasha, Hadi Isle, base of Eretz Yisrael, Hadi Isle, Ushpiz of Eretz Yisrael. This person that you sold to, you would have to have a little bit more information. Does he live in Eretz Yisrael? Does he not live in Eretz Yisrael? If he has a bias in Eretz Yisrael, then Stam Ploini Antuchi means that he's just from Antuchi. If you know that this person didn't own a house in Eretz Yisrael, then you would have to assume that Ploini Antuchi means that he really lives outside. The Horaya doesn't have a house in Eretz Yisrael unless it says Hashori Balud. Okay, so you added language of Hashori Balud. So you're making it clear that even though he doesn't own a house here, but he's renting long term. So therefore, we treat him as if he's really in Eretz Yisrael. Boy, Rab, Ben Bavel, Shanasa Yishev Eretz Yisrael, or Ben Bavel. So this was someone that comes from Bavel. He married a woman in Eretz Yisrael. It's a little bit of a Ksubis case. She brought Avada Mushvachas. She came with Nechsi. Rashi says, not Nechsi Malug, this is Nechsi Tzoyim Barzal. Right, what's the difference? Nechsi Malug, the Nechassim belonged to the Isha, the Baal is only Eichel Peris. Nechsi Tzoyim Barzal, you give over the actual Nechassim to the husband. They figure out how much it's worth, and he obligates himself to give her back that dollar amount. He keeps any fluctuation, but give her back that dollar amount at the time that the marriage is terminated, and that money is actually put into the ksuba. But the bottom line is, is a chnisle avadamu shvachis. The daitoy lachsar. 
This is the punchline. They plan on going back to Babel. Said from Bovel comes to Eretz Yisrael and he meets a fry living in Eretz Yisrael. They agree that they're going to get married. Where are they going to live? We're living in Bovel. In the meantime, she's a very, very wealthy woman and she comes with Avodim and Shvachis and the purpose of Avodim and Shvachis is it's going to be Nechzit Zayim Barzal, it's a Nadim and he's taking it back with him to Bavel. So if you wanted to know, does the woman have a din of a Moicher Avdoi L'Chutzlar? It's a very Gishmakashayva. Why? Because she technically took her Avodim and Shvachis and she just gave him away to the husband, Nechzit Zayim Barzal, they're his and because they're his, and he's going where? He's going to Babel. So you're Meicher Abdel Babel. So if you're Meicher Abdel Babel, you're Meicher Abdel Chutzlars. Maybe it's Yatzim Echayin. Maybe as soon as she agrees to this marriage, they write up the Ksuba, they hit her with a fine. The Knas is Yatzim Echayin. It's all going to go free. This was Rabbi Yemi Yishayel. So Rabbi Yemi said like this: Tibayi l'man da'amar adin ima, and Tibayi l'man da'amar adin ima. So this is going to get very Ksuba stake. We'll do what we do. But he said, really, it should be Tolian. Maybe you could hear. Ula, it's not Rabbi Yemi is about to say, but I want to speak out the Shaila. And make it known that I'm clearing Saif Adinima Dinima. So what's Adinima Dinima? The question is, is what happens when this marriage is terminated? If the Nachsit are in Basel, the originally Nachsit are in Basel that she brought into the marriage are still Chayvikai. What happens to them then? Do they stay with the husband and the husband could just pay her out? Or does she have a right to say that this is my family heirloom and if it's still around, I want to take it back with me? So there's a man that says Adinima. So again, let's say the Evid would still be around at the time of the Gerishan. She can take the physical Evid back with her. The man that holds that didn't he he gets his aside. Says the Evid was worth $1,000 at the time that we got married, writing you a check for $1,000, the Chaim Lashulam, right? So that's a Shaila. Dinima, Dinima. So Rabbi Yirmiya said, whether the Halach is a Dinima or a Dinima regarding the next Yitzhak Barzal, I have a Shaila. And he spoke it. I can explain the question if you hold that Dinima. Keep it that Dinima. Being that Dinima, Kididadam. We look at it maybe like it's still hers. Meaning, even though it's his, and he has full achrayas, and any fluctuations, theoretically, I mean, if he sold it for chule v'chule, it would be his. Abulamayisa, there is a tzad that it's hers. Hadin hima. We're not getting into the lambdas of this. Way beyond the scope of the daf. But, being that there is an element of hadin hima, so it's kedidodami, it's not like she sold it. So if she never sold it, so why are we having this conversation? Meaning, they moved to Bavel. That's not the Knast, right? That, incidentally, you see that Chiddush here. The whole halacha of Amoycher Abdel L'Chutzlaris is, the Rishayim speak this out, when you physically sell it, but if you don't physically sell it, you just move, it's not a problem. This is the Raya. Because you see, then there's no issue. I mean, Mamad of Shachet should be a problem because they moved to Chutzlaris. Now, you can move to Chutzlaris, you just can't sell to an othering that's living in Chutzlaret, or maybe keeping the Meshav Dile, being that he keeps the Paris, and it's more than just Paris, because again, we're not dealing with Nachsim Malug, we're dealing with Nachsim Tzom Barzal, but he has all the Schusim in it, and he has a real momentistic ownership in it. We look at it as if it's his, and therefore you have a din of a moich. Look at it as if it's his. Meaning, if he gets to decide, then for sure I can hear that it should be his. Or do you say that being that he's there is an element that's not 100% his. You have to know what this side means. Because at the end of the day, when the marriage is terminated, it's going to go back. So maybe we look at it as more like it is. Again, this is a Rabir Miyabaya. Avada Nechzit Soin Barzal is always viewed halachically as it belongs to the husband. But it could be as it relates to the Takana and the Knas of Meicher Abdel Chutzlar, it's maybe we could look at it differently. And the Gemara says, like, which is more common for Abir Miyazibayas, Tishbi Yataritz Kushiz Vahavayas. Take a little more Gemara. Amr Abavo Rabavo said, Shandli Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon, and taught me. Evet Yatzacher Rabbi Lasuria, and Evet that followed his master to Surya. So there was an Adla, and he went to Surya. 
Now, Surya, we had this earlier in the Masechta, on Davches Amaralev. Sometimes has a din of Eretz Yisrael, sometimes has a din of Chutz Laretz. In our sugya, Surya is going to have a din of Chutz Laretz. First, you're going to get in Davches Amaralev. As it relates to the din of Moichah Abdel Chutz Laretz, Surya has a din of Chutz Laretz. So this Yid went to Surya, and his Ebed went along with him. And when they were on this uh, dacha in Surya, he decided, you know something? I have news for you. I just sold you. So the Allah is Yotzel Echeris. He goes free. Why does he go free? Because he just sold his Eved to a Yid living in Chutzlaretz. Moich Abdel Chutzlaretz is Yotzel Echeris. Is that true? But Tani Rabchia, Ibed Es Chusoy. Rabchia taught in a price that said not that way. That the Eved, being that he willingly and knowingly went to Surya together with his Adain, so he loses his chus to go free, and there is no knas. So the Tastiro, the Mara says, like Kasha, Kancha das Rabbi Lachser, Kancha ain't das Rabbi Lachser. It depends. Was the Adain planning on coming back, or was he not planning on coming back? If the Adain was planning on coming back, so then we view him as if he went to. As if he just went on a vacation. Being that he just went on a vacation, so he's still living in Eretz Yisrael. If he's living in Eretz Yisrael, now that he sold him to Surya, so we look at him as a moicher, Eretz Yisrael, As opposed to, if when he went, he was ein daitoy lachsar. So that means he himself moved to Chutzlaretz. So now we look at the Eved, it's not an Eved that belongs to an Odin that lives in Eretz Yisrael, as if he belongs to an Odin that lives in Chutz Laretz. And if you, we look at him as if he's an Eved that belongs to an Odin that lives in Chutz Laretz, so then you're a Meicher from Chutz Laretz to Chutz Laretz. In that case, the Allah is not going to be Yotzel Echeris. And the Mara says, Vatanya, we have a Brisa, Benichusa, that says this point. An Eved goes after his Odin Lusurya. So the Gemara interrupts the Brisa and says, Yotzel? It sounds like if an Odin goes to Surya, he can force his Ebed to go with him. That's not true. Why? He doesn't have the choice not to go. But now we learn to the mission. Right? This is the last mission of Masechtis Ksubis. That a man, the man of the house, doesn't have a right to take his family, even his Avodin, with him to Chodzars. Ella. So change the gear. So Yotzeho Ebed Acha Rabbi Lusurya. Not Yotze. Yotze would sound like he could be forced into it. He can't be forced into it. But rather, Girsa is Yotze. Okay. Ella Yotze Ebed Acha Rabbi Lusurya. Umachre Rabbi Sham. So, if the Eved went together with his master, no one forced him to, but he went with him, and then his master sold him the Im Das Rabbi Lachsar. If the Das of the Rabbi was to come back, so he's just visiting, he's on vacation, but really he's in Eretz Yisrael, so now he's a Moichar Avdoi, Le Chutz Laretz, Dalach as he goes free. Then, ain't Das Rabbi Lachsar, but if his Das was not to go back, ain't Koifen this is a Brisa that says Mufurish. The Teret of the Gemara. Amr Rav Anan. Rav Anan said, Shamit me another Marshmul Tarti. I heard two halachas in the name of Shmuel. Chodahach. I heard one halacha related to a Moicher Abdel Chotzlaretz. The Idach and the other one was related to a different halacha. The Itmar. What's that other halacha? Somebody sells his field during Yoifel, during the Yoifel year. So we know if somebody sells a field, a Steachuza, let's say, once Yoifel comes, the Mechira gets undone. What happens if somebody sells it during the actual Yoifel year? Machoik is Rav Meshmol. Rav Amarav says, Mechura, the Mechira schal, the And then afterward, it immediately goes out. The Shmuel Amar, and Shmuel said, Eina Mechura Kolikir. The Mechira never happened. You have to know what the Nafkamin is, Ayn Rash is. But the bottom line is, Machoik is Rav and Shmuel, what the halacha is. Either way. So Rav Anand said, I heard from Shmuel one halacha related to a Moicher Avdel Chutzlaretz, and another halacha related to a Moicher Sadeu Vishnas Hayoyvel. 
By one of these two halachas, Shmuel said hadrizvini that the transaction gets unwound. And the other one, it does not get unwound. Meaning, by one of them, the the buyer gets his money back. And by the other one, he doesn't get his money back. I don't know in which case he gets his money back and in which case he doesnn't get his money back. Let's see if we can figure it out. It said in the Braisa, the Braisa that this sugi began with, somebody tells us that the Rabbi Shani has to give a get shikhrish. Must be the Rabbi Shani. But what? Meaning the Kenyan was Chal. Because if it wasn't Chal, why is he the one that's giving the Get Shekhar? Right? Who gives the Get Shekhar? The Rabbi Shani does. And if the Rabbi Shani bought it and the Mechira was Chal, so it's Mestabra, so he doesn't get his money back. If the Mechira is a Mechira, Okay, so you lost the money. Now there's a knas. We're canceling you, the Loikeach, right? We said in the beginning of the sugya, we're going to find that at the end. Who is the one that's getting the knas? We just found that. You're the one. You don't get your money back. And you're the one that has to get the Gatshikr. And if that's where Shmuel said, Loi Hadri Zvini, now how do I know it? Shmuel never said it. But there's a Mephurisha Brysa, so Shmuel can't be Chaylik with a Brysa. So it must be that Vichyoma Shmuel Hasam in a Mechura, that when Shmuel said, in the other case, the case, of Moicher Sodeu Bishnas Ayoyvul, there must mean that it's not Mechura. What does Eina Mechura mean? Moicher Chazrin, that you do get your money back. So when is the Lekech not going to get his money back? He's not going to get his money back when he's Moicher Avda Lechutzlart. He is going to get his money back when he's Moicher Sodeu Biyoyvul. Says the Gemara. Rav Amin wasn't sure which one of the two Alachas Shmuel said this way, which one of the two Alachas he said that way. Isn't it a Mephurish Abraisa? Meaning, it's a Mephurish Abraisa. That's not debatable. It's not a shail of Shmuel. It's a Mephurish Abraisa that says that the Rabbi Shani has to give the get when you're Meicher after the Chutzlar. So you see the Mechira is a Mechira. Must be he keeps the money. So Gemara says, no. And then Braisa Lishmiel. He didn't know about this Braisa, and that's why he wasn't Poshit. Said the Gemara, what about Imi the Shmuel? Shouldn't he have been able to be Poshit from Shmuel himself? What do you see from Shmuel himself? Because what was Shmuel's halacha regarding Meicher Sodeu Bishnas Ayoyvel? Rav said Mechura Viyotza, and Shmuel said, Eina Mechura Kalikar. What does Eina Mechura Kolikar mean? It sounds like it was never a Mechira, you get your money back, which was what Ravanan said. I mean, which was what the Gemara said, right? The Gemara said, that's where Shmuel says you get your money back. But it's Mephurish. You want to tell me you don't know a Brisa, you don't know a Brisa, but you're analyzing Shmuel's halacha, read Shmuel's words. Shmuel, Shmuel's words are that it's Eina Mechura Kolikar. Doesn't that mean you get your money back? So the Gemara says, no, just because the Mechira is not a Mechira doesn't mean you get your money back. Maybe, really? It's not a mechira, but you lose the money anyways. Midi dahava and there's a precedent for this. Something Shmuel himself said: if someone's mekadesh's sister, right? The kedushin is not a kedushin. What happens to the money? Itmar Rav says that he gets the money back. Shmuel says the mois is matana, even though the kedushin wasn't a kedushin. It's a joke. It's a chukah v'tulula, but it doesn't matter. You still don't get your money back. See, see already, Shmuel holds that sometimes you could do a transaction that's not kayim and afal pike. What's the halacha? You're gonna lose the money. So maybe a moichah maybe a moichah so they'll be joyful. Love dafka. Just because the mechir is not chal doesn't mean you get your money back and therefore we have no right. One last gemara. We have a lot of rate to get to in the next two days and that's why we had to pick up and make room for all the rate coming. Again, the next two days. Stay tuned. Only a bayer of Yosef. A bayer told Rav Yosef, my chaz is the consign of the loikeach nichnesei lamoichah. So what comes out? It comes out, right? We started the sugya. We said maybe we'll finish. Baruch Hashem, we're finishing. And the, the question was, who is this knas towards? The buyer, the seller, they both didn't behave. There's a knas now. 
we're unwinding this transaction. Who's going to pay for it? What does it really depend on? What happens to the money? Right? If the money goes back to the buyer, so the Meicher is the one that loses out because the Evet's going to go free. He doesn't have his Evet, he doesn't have the money. If the Meicher gets to keep the money, the Lekech is the one that's losing out. So who loses out? This was this last Gemara that we went through a little too quickly. It's a Mephurish of Raisa. Who writes to get Shechred? Rabbi Shani, which the Gemara proved means that he is the one that is going to lose the money. Meaning the Mechir was a Mechir. Mechir keeps the money, you keep the heaven, now free your heaven. So Abayah told Rabbi Yosef, why? I don't understand. Why the Lekech? I mean, it's both. But why the Lekech more than the Mechir? Amaleh. So Rabbi Yosef told Abayah, he says, Abayah, I'll explain it to you with a marshal. Lav Achber Ganav, Elachur Ganav. When the Achber steals, right, he goes, he chops some food off the, the Shmogas board. Where does he put it? He puts it in the, the hole in the wall, in the Chur. He says, who's the real Ganev? The Chur is the Ganev. Because if he didn't have the Chur, then where would he put it? He couldn't be a Ganev. Right, the Chur is what's making it happen. Tolikeach is making it happen. The Meichel could want to sell from today till tomorrow, but he needs a seller. But Abayu told Rav Yosef, he says, Rebbe, in your Moshal alone, he'll have Achber, Achurim, and all that. Achur is just a hole in the wall. There's an Achber, okay. Now it's a, it's a vault. But, you know, without the Achber, it's a gunish. So, Yosef said, I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, it's Mestaber that where the Isser is, or the Dartan Lick the Isser, that's where the Knas is going to be. The Isser's in the Chur. That's where it is. That's physically, that's what's harboring right now these stolen goods. You want to know where the Evet is? It's by the Lekeach. He bought him. And being that it's by the Lekeach, that's why if we cancel the Lekeach, we don't cancel the Meicher. So it got late, late. But just to end with one very, very short Ha'ara, and that is, so we had a, 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 a daf, a lot of Gemara, a lot of Allahs, that was really made up of two different ideas. That if someone's Meicher Avdoi, there's a knas, and the knas could be ten times, a hundred times. Could be it's even lav davka. Taisu says maybe even more than a hundred times. But the bottom line is hamoicher avdei loevikin chavim yatsam and chayrin hamoicher avdei lechutzlar it's yatsam and chayrin. What's the time of the crop? What's the reason for this halacha? Hamoicher avdei loevikin chavim yatsam and chayrin because you did something terrible. What do you do? You basically took an Evikanani who's chayv and mitzvahs al kopanim, like an isha, and you put him into a situation where it's going to be very very challenging for him to keep Torah mitzvahs. That sounds like a very bona fide, valid, legitimate reason to impose a class. What did he do so bad? What did they both do so bad? It's that they took this Yid who was living in Eretz Yisrael and they sent him to Chutzlaretz. Why is that so gefaralach? There's a mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. Freytach Samsoifer in his Chedushich Samsoifer al-Ashas, a kushin of flock. In the course of the daf, Rabbi Yirmiya asked a lot of Yibayas. One of the Yibayas that Rabbi Yirmiya asked was, what would be if somebody sold an Evid Kanani to an Evid Kachavim, and he made a condition? The condition was you have to allow him to keep Torah Mitzvahs. Would that change anything? Rabbi Yirmiya says, I'll ask you even a different question. What would be if he sold him, and he said, Chutz Mishabas V'yantif, meaning you want to make this Yid do Averis, whatever, but just give me Shabbos and Yantif. Rabbi Yirmiya had a tzad that that would be okay. That in that case, we would not impose the knas. How could Rabbi Yirmiya have such a tzad? If HaMoycher Abdel L'Chutzlar, it's the halach is, that is Yatzah Ben Chayrin, and we impose the knas because of one mitzvah, 
the mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. So what's the Havamina if he's going to tell him, I'm going to make him violate all Tariyak mitzvah with the exception of Shabbos V'yantiv. I understand Shabbos V'yantiv, it's Gevald. But at the same time, you see one mitzvah is already a problem, Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. So the Chesam Soifu says it's a Pliyat Sumah. How do you understand Rabbi Yirmi Zibaya? He asked it on Rabbi Yirmi. Rabbi Yirmi had a tzad that if he carves out Shabbos V'yantiv, that would be enough not to impose a knas. If he sells him a chutzlar, it's where he's being mafsed him just Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. That's already a problem. You have to hear it inside. The reason that someone that's Meicher Abdel Chutzlaretz, the Lach is Yatzel Echeres, is the Hassan because in Chutzlaretz, Eino Mekayim Shum Mitzvah. It's because when somebody sells his Ebed Chutzlaretz, it's literally like selling him to the guy. Because you're going to cause him now to not be able to be Mekayim any Mitzvah. The Chaladar Bechutzlaretz, Doi Mekemisha, Eino Yaloika. Because someone that lives in Chutzlar, it's as if he atnish kam bashefer. Afilu kriyishma shakayre bechutzlar, it's einenu kakayre b'Eretz Yisrael. Even kriyishma that a person reads in Chutzlar, it's not like he's saying in Eretz Yisrael. Ki gershu me'estapech benachlas Hashem. V'zeu musr gadol, says the Chesam Seifer. Whoa. He says, v'zeu musr gadol. V'zeu musr gadol. Now what's the beer in the Chesam Seifer? Chesam Seifer like this. Needs a pshat. What's pshat in the Chesam Seifer? But the pshat is pashat. The pshat is, is you saw that the Ramban says many, many places in his Pirush Al-Atayra, the Chesam Soifer was very dovuk to the Ramban Al-Atayra. And the Ramban, in many different places, says that we know Eretz Yisrael has physical milus over Chutz Laaretz, right? The Perush and the Shtapcha Behem Eretz Yisrael. It has spiritual milus over Eretz, over Chutz Laaretz. That's obvious. It also has astrological milus over Chutz Laaretz. And the Ramban, in many different places, sometimes more Barichel, sometimes more Bekitzer says that every single nation and every single land in the world has a constellation, a mazel, a malach of some sort that governs over it. With the exception of one, and that's Eretz Yisrael. And with the exception of one nation, it's the nation of Klal Yisrael. Chutz Laaretz, every place outside of Eretz Yisrael is tainted by virtue of the fact that the ruler, the governor, the day-to-day operator the micromanager of what goes on in that nation is one of these mazolos. Eretz Yisrael is an Eretz asher eni Hashem ha'shon It's not tachas the memshol of anything other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu b'kfoyudoy uva'atzmoy. The Ramban says that's the oimik in kaladar b'chutzlar it's doimik emisha in lo the word Eloika, when we think of Eloika, you think of Elikim, it's one of the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But there's also an Indian Malachim I refer to as Elohim Acherim. Because really, the word Eloika means God, but it also means ruler from a celestial, from an astrological, from a supernatural perspective. Every nation has its Eloika, or Eloiha, Belosh and Chayel. Only Klai Yisrael, only the Yidin, when they're in Eretz Yisrael, don't have any Eloiha. There's no medium. All they have is a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Vatsman who's controlling everything that they do. Kaladar Bechutzlar, it says, Doi Mekimisha Enlo Elika. What do you mean? Bereshus Bar Elikim. The Ebeshte is the Elikim of the whole Bria. But in Chutzlar, it's you don't have that direct. You're going through intermediaries. You have to go through a middleman. In Eretz Yisrael, you don't have to go through a middleman. And that's the Oymik says in Ramban, many places. In Kaladar Bechutzlar, it's Doi Mekimisha Enlo Elika. The most dramatic place, maybe, that Ramah breaks this point is in Parashat Achrimah. He brings this Chazal, and he talks about it, and then he says, Adav and Nifla. And it's based on a Sefri, and Rashi Al-Atayra already, 
is Miramas the Sefri and Parashas Ekev. We've spoken about it many times over the years. And that is that when you understand Eretz Yisrael and you understand Klal Yisrael and you understand the relationship that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has with Eretz Yisrael, you will know the following. That the reason when Hashem took to Adam and Tzrayim, He brought him into Eretz Yisrael is because really the primary place that a Yidin could be Mekayim Torah Mitzvahs is in Eretz Yisrael. And outside Eretz Yisrael, really the Torah and the Mitzvahs don't have the same effect that they have in Eretz Yisrael. So why do we keep Torah and Mitzvahs outside of Eretz Yisrael? The reason we keep them outside of Eretz Yisrael is Shalok Teshtakach. It's like this you shouldn't forget when one day we go back to Eretz Yisrael. But that's the real reason. That's the real reason. The Sefri says, Vavada Temeheira. You say this in uh, Kirishma, and then afterwards, Vesamtem as Devarayeva. Even though you're going to be in Golos, but at the same time, Vesamtem as Devarayeva. Because I would have thought maybe not. Maybe only in Eretz Yisrael, even in Chutzlaret. But this is Torah Saramban. That the purpose and the Tachlis of Torah Mitzvahs, right, we spoke about in the Lashem Yichud with the Nefshachayim and Sharalev, and all the Inyonim that happened and the Tikkunim when a year does Torah Mitzvahs, the Iker. The Iker happens in Eretz Yisrael, not in Chutz Laaretz. And that's the oymik of this Chassam Soifer. He says, living in Eretz Yisrael, yeah, there's a mitzvah of Yishu of Eretz Yisrael. There's a sugi of Kedusha Rishayin, the Kitchel Lashayita, yeah, Kitchel Lashayita, like Kitchel Lashayita, there's Kedusha in Eretz Yisrael. Obsedah nocha inyin. Kol ador b'chutz laaretz, doimek emisha ein lo yaleika. And someone that's kairu kriyashma in Chutz Laaretz, ein nenu kakairu b'Eretz Yisrael. It's not the same thing. And the reason Meicher Abdel the Chutzlaris is Yotzen and Chayrin is not out the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. It's because you took away the whole Indian, the whole Torah mitzvah. Eichus dig is not the same. You just put him into a matzah where he's doing a kemisha and that's what warrants the Yotzen and Chayrin. V'ze Musar Gadol says the Chassam Soifer. Then says this Chassam Soifer is l'shitasai. Not for now, but this is Chassam Soifer is l'shitasai in his tshuva Yeridea Simon Reish Lamedalit in the conversation for the most famous tshuva and tshuva is Chassam Soifer. It was written in Tagoy and Agodah Rabbi Frank Zalman Ragolus where they talked about Eretz Yisrael Tzvaz Elokadamei Raneni like boy, right? All that is happening in those tshuvas and in that tshuva, the Chassam Soifer tells. Ephraim Zamar Magolus that the Mishnah says in the end of the Ksubis, Hakom Mailun Laritzov, Enakom Itzin, right? We had in today's daft, the end of the daft, that a man is allowed to force his family to go to Eretzov, but you can never force him to leave Eretzov. Why? Since Sam Soifer told Ephraim Zamar Magolus, it has nothing to do with the Machlaikis Rambam and Ramban, if there is a Mrs. Each of Eretzov or not. It has nothing to do with Rabchaim Akoyin, that Tyson brings in Ksubis Kufiero on the days, and maybe Bismarazer. Yeah, Eretz Yisrael, no Eretz Yisrael. Has nothing to do with Machlekes Ramam Raivid, whether Kedusha Rishon, Kedusha Shnei, Kitchel Asad Lavi, like Kitchel Asad Lavi. He says nothing to do with you know Tzvi Eretz Kalisher. If you could bring a carbon pesach, you can bring a carbon pesach. If you go on the Harabayis, you are high of course. You are high. Has not. He says him a foolish buktein. Has nothing to do with that. Said the Chassam Soifer. He says a yid can force his wife to go to Eretz Yisrael because Eretz Yisrael is a different mitzvah. Your whole avoid all your Torah mitzvahs is Andish. Right, you see where the with this hergish of Chibas Eretz Yisrael could have come from. I mean, as I read, it makes you want to get on a plane. But the bottom line is, this is what it is. So, Zedek Sam Saif Lashitasai, that halacha, the Mishnah Ksubis, we're talking halacha now. The halacha and the Mishnah Ksubis, Kofiur Amidbeis, is related to this Indian, the Ramban Torah. And this halacha here in Gitin Memdal, it is also related to that Ramban It's the same Nakuda, Vizel Musargadu. But there's a second part to the Sam Saif, which is a Shtikol and Nechama. And equally as epic. This Indian was only said It was said regarding an Evet Kanani. It's regarding them. There's another Gemara. 
The Gemara and then the Masechtis Menaches, where the Gemara says, "Bechamakay mukter mugish l'shmi." The Gemara says, it says, You can bring carbonus everywhere. You can't bring carbonus everywhere. It doesn't matter where that we know when a Yid learns Torah, it's as if he brought Karbanas. Where do you bring Karbanas? In Eretz Yisrael, not just Eretz Yisrael. The Beis Hamikdash, not just the Beis Hamikdash, that's to mean the Azara, sometimes the Fnaival of Nim. When a Yid learns Torah, he's in the Makam Hamikdash. And that's the Oymik Becham Makai Mukter Mugish Lashmi. That, not that you can. Bring carbonus anywhere, but anywhere is a mokin that's roy and shayach to bring in carbonus. Because wherever there's a yid learning Torah, wherever there's tamid chachamim in the batiknesis and the batimidrashis, these are places that have a din of Eretz Yisrael. And in a place like that, your kriyishma is a kriyishma, and in a place like that, you talk, you don't have to worry. So Sedech Samsoyf, it's dafke the moicher avdoi le Eretz. The Chutzah, you have to work out the Mishnah and then the Masech des Ksubis, because that wasn't talking about an Evan. And the Chutzah said a similar word over there. But he says, Davke Meicher Avdai, Val the Evet Kanani, he doesn't learn Torah. He's probably Potter from Tamil Torah, like Anisha's Potter from Tamil Torah. So the Evet Kanani doesn't have that Indian of Bechamaka and Mukter Mugesh Lashmi. But for someone that's Isaac Petaira, Bechamaka and Mukter Mugesh Lashmi, and based on that, wherever he is, he is in Eretz Yisrael.